Hello and welcome to episode number 93. I cannot believe how fast these podcast episodes are going. It is absolutely crazy. And I've got a little ask for you actually. What do you think we should cover in the 100th episode? Do you want me to talk about something in particular? Someone suggested uh, me being interviewed. Do you reckon that could be good? A bit of a story about my life or, I don't know, fat loss hacks. Like, I'd love to hear from you. So pop me a message on Instagram or Facebook, whatever feels best for you, and let me know. So we're still in Bali, as you might be able to see if you're watching on video. And I've got a lot to share with you today. A lot to share with you today. And I'm just going to give you a bit of a summary of what's been going on, first of all. So last week on the 13th, it was five years since my stepdad passed away. And this is always a interesting time for me. It's always a time where I really reflect. And for a few days, either side of it, I can feel a bit quiet and a bit, I don't know, like consumed by my thoughts, I suppose. What it really did for me this year, the anniversary was, it really brought up some gratitude, a huge amount of gratitude for everything and everyone in my life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as they say. But also it was a reminder to live your life. You know, my stepdad, he thought as he was going into retirement that he'd have many years, but, you know, passing away at the age of 69, literally just started retirement was a huge wake up call to all of the people in my family, because it was like, you can't just wait. You can't expect and assume that you're going to have that future because it's not guaranteed. So yeah, huge, huge reflections going on this week. And the biggest thing is gratitude, gratitude for the people in my life and the circumstances as well. And the second thing I wanted to share with you, because this is a bit of a personal struggle that I've been going through, and I think it's really good to share these things, although I've had a bit of resistance, which I'll talk about later, but not on this particular thing. So the beginning of this year, I was like, yes, okay, I think I do want to potentially have children at one point. And I've been on contraception for years, like 10 years plus. Um, I remember going to the GP and I was like, oh, my skin's bad. My period's bad. Um, Can I have something? And they literally put me on the pill and I've been on the pill ever since. And then the last seven years on the coil. And it's the coil with minimal hormones in, but not the one with no hormones in. So that got taken out at the end of March. And then it came into April, had a great bleed. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Like I nailed it. Because I kind of had heard along the grapevine that you can go into what's called like post-contraception, um, almost like PCOS or basically amenorrhea, so you lose your cycle. Since that period in uh, April, I haven't had a cycle. I have had the kind of like sore boobs. I've had the um, period cramps. I've had ovulation cramps, what it's felt like, but no bleed. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you, definitely an oversharer, you know me, is because there's a couple of things. First of all, I shared this on my email last week. Sometimes we don't get educated enough around the whole picture of the things that we do. So like, for example, when I went and went on to the pill when I was a lot younger, I didn't, it wasn't ever brought to my attention that, okay, this could have a negative impact later on in life. There's all these different things that go on. Obviously they give you the massive leaflet, but is it just me who doesn't read it? <laughs> so that's the first thing is whatever it is that you're looking at doing in life, whether it be signing up to a coach, whether it be looking at doing a marathon, 
potentially you want to get a new career. I want you to use this example, albeit it might be a bit weird, but to look at every single avenue. And it's not to put you into the phase of just being mega skeptical. It's just to help you to weigh all of the options up and the pros and the cons. Because to everything that you decide to do, there will be an upside and there will be a downside. So I just want you to go upon that and have a little think about it. Weigh it up and see what's right for you. And the second thing is throughout this last kind of like three months, I have had no stability in regards to cycle. Like I could feel like I'm in um, ovulation, which for a lot of us, it's generally your eyes are brighter. You don't have any spots. Your sex drive goes up. You feel strong as fuck in the gym. Um, you know, and you generally feel good. Okay, you can have a little bit of pain as well, but usually around ovulation, we can feel quite good. Again, it's not the same for everybody. And then for me, for example, when it was PMT time, I would always be tired, crave sugar, hungry, like would need a good extra like 300 calories per day, would need more sleep and would really need to dial back training, would massively fatigue so much quicker. With me being in this state of what's called a menorrhea now, I have no fucking idea where I'm at. I can have these signs and symptoms, but then nothing happens. Or I can feel like it's one thing, but I actually don't know. Without literally constantly checking my hormones, which I'm not going to do, I don't have a clue. Now, this has been a challenge because it it means that I cannot predict how my month is going to go based upon training, workload, even my mood and my cravings. Like it's all such a guessing game. But there is a real silver lining to this cloud, if you like. And that's that I'm having to get really fucking good at listening to my body and going, right, okay, I'm a bit tired. I'm not going to push it. Okay, I'm feeling quite bloated today. Yeah, okay, I'm going to just maybe chill. Or, oh, I've got an abundance of energy. I'm going to go for it. So even though I plan my weeks and any of my like legendary coaching club ladies will know that planning and structure and organization is one of the most important factors if you want to embark on a healthy lifestyle journey that fits you into the mix, as we're going to talk about in a moment. But you have to allow for the plan to adapt to your current reality. And this could be the same for you if you're currently perimenopausal or you're menopause, like you've been through the menopause and hormones are maybe still a little bit all over the shop. Like if you are going through changes, if you are stressed, if you're inflamed, if you if your hormones are all over the shop, you have to meet yourself where you're at. Now, I have had, I probably only trained two days properly last week. I rocked up to the gym twice and I didn't, Give, like I just didn't feel like it so I literally would do like half an hour something light, like just move my body put some good tunes on and then sack it so it's not about using it as a reason to just be a cop out it's not a reason it's not just like no nah, I think I'm PMT so I'm not going to go it's still tuning in and seeing what's right for your body but it's allowing yourself to be present in that moment and adaptive be flexible be fluid be like water okay This is one of the best ways that we can express to ourselves fierce self-compassion. We're not going to keep pushing regardless of how we feel, but we're also not going to get angry with our bodies because of them maybe not going through the same process that we're used to. And that's the thing that I've really worked on. And that's the thing that has worked really well for me to understand over this past kind of three months is honoring my body's needs 
not being angry and don't get me wrong like there's been times I've been like fuck's sake this is so frustrating like I've never wanted a period so much in all my life because I'm just like I feel like I need that regularity now because my hormones literally feel like a roller coaster it's not my body's fault so getting angry at myself is not going to get me anywhere so I thought I'd share that with you because if you're anything like me we have ridiculously high expectations and sometimes unfairly so also, what we, and this is going on to the kind of point of today's podcast, which is how um, people pleasing can massively directly link to fat loss and the lack of fat loss. So on Wednesday last week, Carl and I um, moved into a property together over here in Bali. It's for the next eight weeks. And we confirmed it the week before. We've been looking for some time because we were staying in a friend's villa for the first four weeks that we were here. And obviously we decided to stay for longer because we can run our businesses from out here. Um, yes, of course, we miss people back home. Yes, we're missing out on a couple of um, events back home, but it just feels right to be here. It's optimizing for our health. It's optimizing for, you know, connecting with some incredible human beings that we've made so many friends in such a short amount of time. And we just think, why not? you know, really make the most of your life when you can. Like if we are going to have children some point over the next kind of like three to five years, we are going to find it trickier to live a life like this then. So we're trying to maximize this time now. So we we confirmed the villa. We got in on Wednesday and a few of my friends were like, can you like send us a video, show us what the house is like? It's your own little pad. It's got BAs. Um, and I had like fears popping up. I had fears popping up because I was like, I would love to show people more of my life here in Bali. I'd love to show people more around like what I'm eating every day, the, the cool places that we're going, the sunsets that we're going to see. And I got in my own head about it to the point where I was like, I think I'm going to create a separate Instagram. I think I'm going to create an Instagram where it's got just my close friends on it. People who I know will only be excited for me or proud of me and who are not going to try and tear me down. And the reason for that is because unfortunately, since being out here, I have received a few messages on, on social media platforms, like digging at me for like basically being out here and maybe being a bit irresponsible and not coming home. And it's such a huge fucking shame. So on Wednesday, when we moved in, like we were both like excited kids, like it felt incredible because we've lived with people and as much as that's ace in so many ways, we're quite introverted people as well. Ironically, with me being such an extrovert on social media and helping so many people in the coaching rounds, but I recharge when it's just me or just me and Carl. Like I really do benefit from that. So we, we kind of like, we got here and we're like, it has such a great energy and it feels like home. And I was like, okay, so do I share it? And I, I put a little kind of um, cheeky picture up on Instagram uh, and I was like, new home though, who wants to see it? And about 45 people replied and were like, yes. And that's mad because I don't ever usually get that many um, poll entries. Usually it's around the 30 mark. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. And it literally, so I put this reel up and I think it's had something like across both platforms, like 300 views, which is absolutely not views, sorry, likes, which is insane. And I shared the story behind it. So I was like, I was, I was scared to do this. I was going to put up, um, I was going to start a separate uh, Instagram page that would just be for my friends, but it's that age old thing of people pleasing. And for the right people, this will be inspirational because not because I want you to move to Bali, not because I want you to, not because I think it's attainable for you to, if you've got kids and a career at home or whatever, it's more just like, look at how you can make changes to your life some will be subtle some will be monumental that will cultivate the life that you want or at least optimize the current life that you've got okay and the support that I got was absolutely monumental and 
it has given me a bit of a wake up call to remind myself certain people won't like what you're doing, especially the more you expose yourself and especially when you start to change. People inside the CC notice that when they go through a fat loss journey. So as they are putting in better boundaries, maybe not going to the pub every weekend, maybe they say no to desserts when they've always said that they will before, people can start to be like, oh, like it's different. And they, this is all subconscious. And then it's like, oh, but you're not that person anymore. And you eating like that makes me feel bad because I'm still eating like this. So I need to change. But remember, you are only in control of your feelings, your behaviors, your actions, not anyone else's opinions. You could literally give them everything that you think that they want and they could still be unhappy because the unhappiness is within them. So whatever it is that you're looking to do and the journeys that you're looking to embark on, remember there will be judgments, but as long as it's aligned with you and you feel true to yourself, in my opinion, that's what that's a, that's all that matters, right? So anyway, enough about me. So what I'm going to teach you about now is how people pleasing can have two, well, how people pleasing has two direct, like directly impactful, saying that in a really long way, um, ways to kind of like reduce your fat loss. I'm going to say that in a better way. How people pleasing can direct negatively impact your fat loss progress. Something along those lines. I don't know why I'm struggling with that so much. Step number one, strategically. So if you think about it, when we're people pleasing, it could be in work, right? So you are taking on extra roles because your boss has asked you to, or because there's no one else to do it. Maybe your lead manager and uh, one of your team is off. So you're just taking, 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 taking. And I hear this all the time, even with women inside the coaching club, they're like, oh, I'm doing an extra day or, you know, um, someone's away. So I've got to do their role. I'm like, well, who the fuck else is there? Who the like, surely there's someone else. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand it. I'm a woman in business myself. I completely get it. But I also think sometimes we reduce ourselves. We don't look at the options as much. So it could be career, but it could also be family, children, friends. People pleasing is basically trying to keep everyone else happy or trying to keep everyone else in order. Now, think about that logistically. If everyone else and business and kids and everything comes before you, you save yourself to the scraps. That's all you've got. All you've got is the scraps at the end of the day, usually, because a lot of the women who I work with, they generally press snooze in the morning as well, or they go straight into work or it's all systems go with the children. So then you think, oh, by like, oh, it's fine. Like when I get home, kids have had their dinner, then I can do my exercise or then I can listen to a podcast or whatever. But one of my favorite quotes on this is one from Jay Shetty. And it was, you can always squeeze more into your time, but you cannot squeeze more out of your energy. You have a finite pot of energy every single day, every single day. And, you know, some mornings you can wake up and you can feel like your energy pot is filled, right? You could have had a nice night's sleep, maybe had plenty of nutrients yesterday, hormones in a good place as well, stress in a good place. 24 hours later, you wake up and you're fucking flawed, okay? Now, regardless of both of those, you have just one part of energy every day. Some of you will have a little bit more, some of you will have a little bit less. And if you save yourself to the scraps, you're not going to be giving yourself very much. So from a logistical standpoint, you don't have the energy to train when you're a people pleaser and you don't have the time. And then if we look at it from a physical standpoint, 
So when you are constantly rushing after everybody else, you're saying yes to your boss at work or you're taking on more projects in your own business and you're like, yep, just give it me, let's go. What does that produce in the body? Okay, stress and fatigue. So how does that directly impact your ability to lose weight? When we're stressed, when we're fatigued, our inflammation is up. The body holds on to more water. And as a result of this, what can happen is your sugar levels, uh, sugar levels, sugar cravings can go up. So you start to want to bring yourself some energy in via sugar, okay? Therefore, it's harder to lose weight. It's harder to even get in shape. So say, for example, you've hit your um, fat loss goal and you're now like, I just want to get strong. If inflammation up and fatigue is up and your uh, maybe your sugar intake is too high, you're not getting the enough of the other kind of like micro and macronutrients, you're going to really struggle to progress. And this is why we need to be looking at, and this is what we do really well inside the CC, you need to look at, okay, so people pleasing could be, or even poor time management could be the reason that causes this outcome. So a lot of people say, for example, you have got two stone to lose. A lot of people would go, right, okay, I just need to be in a calorie deficit and I need to move more. They don't look at the reasons why they struggle to get in the calorie deficit in the first place and why they struggle to get their steps in, for example. So can you see how if we don't go directly to the root cause, we are literally just trying to put a plaster over a wound that actually needs a stitch. So we need to go a step back and go, how are my boundaries? Am I delegating enough? Am I asking for help enough? Am I saying no to things that shouldn't land on my desk at work? Am I delaying projects and maybe putting my prices up because I'm fully booked? Look at all these different things, because once we can kind of take you out of that pressure cooker, once we can get you managing your life more effectively, the fat loss will take care of itself. And I've specifically done this with a CC girl this week who we had a call because she's like, I'm just really struggling with any level of consistency, which is a really common uh, theme for us, um, especially pre-joining. I was like, right, okay, talk me through business. What's going on? She runs her own business. And I was like, right, okay, so we're charging too little. We are over-delivering and there is not enough structure and organization within the business. So it's causing this legend to just be running around like a complete blue ass fly and not really getting anywhere. But then she's completely burnt out the end of each day and can't even think about, oh, I need to have, my, I need to have plenty of vegetables. I need to have my water and I need to move my body. It's like, fuck no, I don't have energy for that. Just pass me something with either sugar or caffeine and let like leave me be. So can you see how we have to go in there and look at ways to tidy up the causation of the overwhelm and the fatigue first to then make it smoother and easier for her to be on pretty much a, a straight home run for her then to reach the results that she wants to reach. So sure, it takes more time. And so many coaches will sell you a 90 day promise, a six week promise, but actually it's bullshit. Because if you genuinely want long-term results, if you genuinely want to make changes not just that impact you now, but continue to impact you for many, many years to come. You have to look at tidying all of these things up and continue to keep that maintained and then start to look at the processes in regards to fat loss. So I hope that's been helpful. So two direct reasons of why people pleasing can hinder your fat loss progress. I fucking said it finally. Oh my God. Um, if it has been beneficial, let me know. Don't forget to give this podcast a episode a like. Um, you can also on whatever platform you're on, you can rate it. And that is really good because it will then share it with more people who can listen into the wisdom and hopefully help them to live life on their terms a little bit more. And finally, 
if you have any um, recommendations or requests for po uh, podcast episode 100, let me know. And there might be an, a little prize for the person who puts in the best request in the one that I decide to do. So have an incredible rest of your day. Don't forget to reach out if you need any additional support or accountability or anything along those lines. If not, I will see you next week for the Ladies Best Life podcast.